Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, how you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. How the devil are you? Wow. That's the last time I'm going to be asking you that. Seems strange, doesn't it, after six years? But still, look, other people will be asking you. And, you know, if, if they're not, then you ask them. But enough of that. I've got one thing to say to you. Happy New Year! How was your Christmas? You get through it? Survive it? Just maybe, maybe you enjoyed it and had a good time. So, here we are. The final ever Two Shot podcast. Um, I'm just walking. I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm in London. Uh, this is the only time I've ever done this. I went down to the beach to record because I thought, well, that'd be a nice, tranquil, calm place to record the final intro. I'm just going to sit down on this bench. I'm just near um, near Golden Square. Just walking into Soho. Um, and I went home and. I mean, I maybe have thought it, to be honest, but I, I listened back to it and I just went, no, it's not right. Apart from the fact that it was blowing a gale and you probably couldn't have heard me as well. So I thought, I'm just going to wait until I come into London the next day and it'd be fitting to record the intro and outro in Soho because I'm going to be not far from Maison Bateau at the end of this episode, so it seems fitting to, uh, to speak to you all in uh, the podcast Spiritual Home of Maison Bateau, which I'm going to do on the outro. So, how do you end a podcast? How do you end a podcast? That's what I was thinking. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to interview or talk to. It had to be somebody special, it had to be somebody significant, it had to be somebody that meant something to the podcast. And I just couldn't think, and I racked my brains. It, it, it couldn't just be another guest, and then, and then we all give each other a hug and go, it didn't seem right. So I spoke to a very good friend of mine, and they said, well, you had Vicky on at the start, have Vicky on at the end, but flip it. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, over the years, your listeners have always asked for you to be a guest. So have Vicky on to bookend it, but she's not the guest. She interviews you. 
honestly. You know how I feel about that. I mean, less so now, but I remember when I first started the podcast, the amount of times that I would say during an interview, it's not about me, it's not about me, because I was terrified that it would be narcissistic. Um, Because when I was doing research before I started the podcast, I was listening to so many one-to-one interviews, and the one thing that I really, really didn't like, and it really left a bad taste in my mouth, was when the interviewer turned it around and made it about them. You know, that the whole ethos of, of this podcast was to turn the spotlight on the guest and and just be a really good listener, you know, guide guide the, the conversation as best you can, but try not to get in the way. And that's what I've learned over the years. Having said that, I sat with this suggestion um, of Vicky interviewing me for a few days. And then I got in touch with Vicky and asked how she felt about it, and she thought it was a brilliant idea. So um, I packed up all my courage in the car, and we managed to set a date, and I drove up to Nottingham. And uh, I thought it would be good because I was on my own, producer Griff wasn't with me, to not take any gear, to go to Mount Street Recording Studios in the centre of Nottingham. I highly recommend them if you're there. Go in and see them, they'll totally look after you. Um, I don't want any setting up, I don't want any tests, I need somebody else to do all that, and I'll just focus on me and Vicky. And I'll tell you what, I was pretty nervous at the beginning, I know now how people feel. Um, but of course... It's my very good friend, Vicky McClaw, and she put me right at ease. And I think we had a fantastic conversation. I haven't listened back to it. Um, our producer Griff has. He's very happy with it. And I hope you're happy with it. I hope you feel it's a fitting send-off for um, the journey that we've all been on. I mean, kind of is, right, without sounding too wanky. Um... We've learnt loads about people that we think we know or we've heard interviews from before or we've read interviews in papers. And we've also um, we've opened the door on people you didn't know and we've learnt loads about them. Um, I'm saying it a lot, Anna. Um, I'll tell you the truth because I, I wrote a few things down. I'm going to get walking again now. Um, I wrote a few things down as ever. It just sounded a bit naff. Here's a noisy motorbike. It sounded a bit naff and a bit scripted. It's too loud, mate. It's too loud. And too slow. Jesus. Um, So I just thought, well, I'm just going to talk to you the way that I normally do for the final time. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get across what I want to say, and it's not too um, waffly and uh, saying um a lot, which I've already failed on on that point. So let me tell you the order of what's going to happen. So you're here with me now. This is this. Then we jump in the car and go up to Nottingham for the final episode of myself and the brilliant Vicky McClaw, who was our first guest, remember? We've gone full circle. And then at the end, I'll come back on, we'll all have a hug, 
and then we've got some very, very special guests who have been kind enough to send us some lovely voice messages, which I think you're really going to love. So make sure you stay for the end uh, and to see who has popped on to say goodbye and give us a big kiss on both cheeks. Right. I think that's everything. There's, uh, there's some thank yous at the end, but we'll, uh, we'll wait till the outro and the special guests. So, for the very, very last time, it's actually with a happy heart, not a heavy heart, that I say this is the Two Shot Podcast with the brilliant Vicky McClaw and me. Enjoy. And I'll see you at the end over at Maison Bateau. It's getting windy. So this is it. The end. The final ever two-shot podcast. And it felt right to travel to where it first started and be with my first guest. And I'm back in Nottingham with my first guest, Vicky McClaw. But this time... It's a little bit different. It's a bit different. Vicky? Hello, Craig. Hello, Vic. A little tear rolling down my face. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in tears. How do you feel? Um, when I... I was talking about this the other day. When we kind of made the decision that it was, we're going we're gonna to quit while we're ahead, kind of, and not let the quality drop. It was only when I walked down to the beach just to get a bit of clarity. And I thought, yeah. I'll take my recorder with me. And I like being by the beach. I like the water and that. I'll car- that'll be calming. It'll be nice. Sonically, it'll yeah. sound dead nice. And it was only when the words started coming out of my mouth when I was I recording. To it. And I was like, oh, this is real. It's happening. The train's left the station. Um, so it became reality. And yeah. I found that quite emotional because it's six years yeah and what's amazing is when you started it podcasts were you know certainly on the rise mm. but not what they are now no you know near. so you were sort of being you know you were bringing in people as well that maybe didn't get a spot on a podcast mm-hmm. you know working class actors mm-hmm. actors that aren't quite established it yet where you'd you know want them on all these big podcasts it was great to have people yeah have the opportunity to sit and talk about their craft and how they got there. And that's what it's always been about, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And also, back then, when we sat down in your house to record, I don't think you'd done... Had you done a podcast before? I don't think I had. I hadn't. No. I, it was the first time I'd ever done one <laughs> as, done right. as a host. And so this, it's just been a massive, long learning journey, yeah. really. So to put it all to bed, yeah, it seems sad, but it, I think it's right to bookend the podcast. So I'm really pleased that you have uh, this sort of time now to come on and do this. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm doing something different today, listeners. I'm not here as a guest. I think it's been, you know, highly anticipated that everybody wants to hear from the host because you are also (laughs) an actor as well as a a podcast host. Um, And so it felt right that I interviewed you. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what we're here to do today. Hopefully, this isn't going to come across as narcissistic. No, it's actually it? quite. It's actually quite a nice ending to it's the, the six-year journey. I think. Yeah, I think it's perfect. That and was I, the plan. Yeah, and listen, your you know your career, the work you do, the amount of you know jobs you've had over your time. We should really start and pick through that. 
So okay. tell me, Craig, because I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to know all the answers to these questions. No. But um, when did you start acting and how did it begin? Well, I mean, it definitely started at school yeah. because I, I never felt that I was a good fit in the, the, the education system. <laughs> and and it was, you know, you know what it's like at high school. Everything changes. You start growing up very, very quickly and everybody seems to have their groups. So, you know, you've got your sporty guys, you've got your popular people, you've got your your brainiacs over there. And I, I never I never had a place in in any of those groups. So you know, it started out with comedy because I love comedy. So yeah. that's a good thing. You know, it's quite cliche, but it's a good thing for bullies if you can make people laugh. You know, you get out of getting your head kicked in, which, you know, yeah. comes in pretty handy and did come in handy. And then I, I suppose, I, you know, it's very, very different now, as you'll know. But like my son's at secondary school and I'm just picking up my phone. He's got an app. So I know exactly what where is going on. Oh, I know exactly okay, yeah. where he is. I know yeah. his behaviour. I know everything. Now, when we were at school, you went in, <laughs> you signed in with your form tutor, and then that was you in for the day. It was on a bit of paper, wasn't it? Yeah, good so, luck, basically. So, so <laughs> there was times when I would go in and sign in and then just walk straight out of the back of school over the, the golf course yeah. and just, just go and be by myself or go and, you know, hopefully try and sneak into the pictures or, yeah. you know, do something else. And then it was... So did you know at that age, like at secondary school, did you go, I love acting, I want to get into it? Yeah, because I'd started out doing some amateur dramatics, which was the only kind of outlet, really. Um, I mean, it wasn't exactly the type of things that I wanted to do, being in the sort of, you know, your chorus line of a musical. But at least you were you were going away one night a week and you were with a load of people and you were rehearsing. So it was the, it was the start of it. I'd never yeah. really done a play before, let alone a musical. And then it was my deputy head master. Um, he listens to this. So oh, fine. does he? Yeah, Hello. he does. Uh, Hello, uh, Mr. Catmore. Mr. what? Mr. Catmore. Mr. Catmore. But we can call him Richard now because we're all grown-ups. Oh, I, can't, I can't do I can't that. do it. I find it no, really I've hard. No, I've bumped into teachers and I can't call them Paul. No. I have to call them Mr. Irons. No, 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 I don't know yeah, who you weird. are when we yeah. use your first name. <laughs> who are you? And then he, he was quite a... Uh, a budding sort of playwright or maybe sort of quite closeted playwright but I knew he had a passion for it and he wrote an original play for school so instead of doing a Shakespeare or something that was well trod you know school's doing Lord of the Flies oh again it's Midsummer Night's Dream again or whatever he'd wrote an original play and and you know asked me to to play the lead in it and it was and it was funny it was funny so you know I was on stage in front of the whole school and you're making these people laugh who normally wouldn't give you the time of day and it's like oh yeah wow. what a buzz what what sort of power this is that you can sort of turn it on and off and yeah you, you with one sort of gesture you're making them laugh or you or even more exciting they're listening to you so it's a quiet school and when, when's school ever quiet yeah you yeah know, that's very so rarely true. um so that was where it started really and then, so school's school's done, but you've found your passion for mm. acting and you've got your fix kind of through the amateur, I can never say that word properly, amateur. Amateur, amateur, amateur dramatics is quite yeah, hard. It is, I'm glad. I wouldn't like that in a voiceover. Yeah, I'm never going to say that again. No, don't. 
that's me done with that word. Um, how did you, what happens next then? Because this is this is the part, isn't it, for a lot of actors mm. that come to you and go, "How do you get into it?" Because drama schools, as we know, have extortionate fees, and you know, yeah. there's no guarantee either. It's not like oh, you just want a place; you have to audition for a place and all that kind of stuff. Well, what was I th- next? I think it's. I mean, it's very different now to what it used to be like. So we're going back to sort of, you know, the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, but before that, I was asked to leave Amateur Dramatics. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you explain why? Or I, I can was, we edit that out I mean, and then tell I, me after? No, we don't have to edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> we learn from our mistakes, apparently. Um, I, it won't be a surprise. I was quite gobby. Um, okay. Then, uh, and uh, and uh, I just sort of questioned certain casting decisions yeah. about why the same people were playing the same parts again Fair and again. Enough. Um, and then it was decided that I should probably leave. Yeah. So, so that's what I did, uh, thinking that I was completely right. I stood up for myself, and sometimes you need. I've learned over the years when to open your mouth, when to keep it shut, and when to go to that's war. That's called growth. Yeah, that was not a time for growth. <laughs> so um, I knew there was very focused. Then everything else kind of went by the wayside. Um, you know, education-wise, it's just this is what I want to do. There is no plan B. This yeah. is what's going to happen. And around um, Lancashire, apart from, you know, going into Manchester, there was a, a place called Blackpool and File College, and it had a lovely campus in, in St. Anne's, just on the outskirts of Blackpool. And it was where a lot of people that I looked up to and saw on telly, certain northern actors, mm. um, I knew that they'd gone there prior to go into drama school. So it was a really good foundation that you were there Monday to Friday and you're in at half eight and you're out at six, sometimes later, and you're just, you're grafting, you're learning, you're reading, there's courses, there's productions that you put on. um, And you also always did one production in the big grand theatre in Blackpool, which is beautiful, beautiful theatre. So um, that was the next step because I knew people like David Thewlis had gone through there. Oh, really? They were now in London and John Sim had gone through there. And these were all the people that made it possible in my mind or certainly the dream kept the dream alive that I think, yeah. I'm watching these people on telly or I'm reading about them in the gazette the local paper going oh, you know lo- local local lad is now in a bbc drama thinking wow yeah. so it could happen there is it's a it's a possibility that it could be a viable career. you need that don't you and i think you know not only this podcast but just Actors that are out there that haven't had a conventional way into it. Yeah. But you know, when you do that, though, for, for, for Nottingham, you know, where we are now, a lot of people... Yeah, I mean, the workshop is The workshop is amazing, The workshop has been... And, and weirdly, I did a talk with the workshop um, last week. Was it last week, this week? Oh, I don't know. They're I all think it, No, I think it was the last other week. week I did, yeah. Last week, I did read about and, it. And, you know, it's really interesting. You're sort of in a room full of like aspiring actors. And one thing I said to them was, you know, I know that if I was... At, this talk, watching somebody on stage talk about, of course you go, I want that. Mm. But this is all, you know, it's kind of been lots of happy accidents, lots of hard work, lots of leave it to the universe, hopefully this will work out. You know, there is there is no way of planning it, surely no. to God. like I, th- I, think, I think if you are thinking about planning it, you're on a hiding to nothing. Yeah, because the expectations then no. are just too high. Like, you know, you saying now... You'd seen these guys doing what they were doing. Mm. It gave you hope that you could do it. You knew there was a place that, you know, where you could actually go and learn and do all these different plays. Yeah. 
Was it expensive? Was it something that was... Was there any issues getting into it? Well, what, it's drama school? Yeah. Um, financially, yeah, because it was, yeah. was definitely not something that that we could afford. And at the time, so this was 94, yeah. I think. So I was at the tail end. They used to give out county council grants. Oh, great, okay. So they would cover um, certainly... Part of your fees, maybe all of your fees, just depending on yeah. the, the sort of the tier system. And yeah, so I had to audition in front of a panel for for the grant. I got turned down. What was your audition? What did oh you do? Oh my god, I can't. Re- I re- genuinely, I can't. Oh, you can't remember. remember. No, it was quite a blurry time. Okay. Um, because you you know, in one hand, you've got the letter of acceptance that a drama school says, "Yeah, we think you've got something. We can train you." But then on the other hand, you've got an empty bank balance. And then oh, the, the people, the gatekeeper, the first of the gatekeepers that you, we certainly meet, that I certainly met, were people who decide whether you get go in. to, uh, you know, higher education system to train about, you know, hopefully what you want to do for a living. Now, they may see a lot of people. You know, they, they don't. They didn't really. I felt again, probably being gobby. I felt that they didn't really have the qualifications to say, <laughs> "Yeah, actually, I think yeah. you have got something." Yeah. You know, so in the end, we um, we wrote a letter to the MP. Oh right. Um, I think I got. I think I got Mr. Catmore to write a letter as well. I think so. Big up to Mr. The, Catmore. He's done Mr. a lot Catmore. to you. He has. Um, and 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 it was and it and it came back and we we got a second chance right. and they were going to pay for all of the fees so not nothing for living yeah. but all of the fees so we knew we had enough to, to to begin with and how long are you there three, three years. years yeah okay so it was you know moving down at just before eighteen and did you love it I, I was so excited to get on the train. So my dad took me to Preston train station. I had my cases. Yeah. I got on there. I'd found a shared house that I was going to be in. And it was the fact that I was back learning. I was doing something that I wanted to gain loads of knowledge from. But I was also with a load of people, load of like-minded people that want the same. Yeah. So it's not like school at this all. This is the thing about school, and I'm not sure if we maybe spoke about it six years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we can remember yeah, exactly. six weeks ago. Who knows? <laughs> but the thing about school, I never really got involved in drama at school mm. because I knew that, it, I mean, I did take drama as a GCSE just because why would you not? Yeah. But it was one of those where I didn't want to overly express myself in drama at school the way I would at workshop. Well, it was, again, completely different, isn't it? Because at yeah. workshop, they're deciding to go there. Yes. Whereas I felt drama GCSE, certainly at my school, could be seen as a bit of a DOS. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was people who, either people who wanted a DOS, there was maybe a handful of people who really enjoyed it, mm. and then there was other people who just wanted to go and flirt with a load of girls. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that yeah. was kind of it. Yeah. And I sort of weighed between the two. No, I was purely No, focused. but it, you're right. It's it's choice, isn't it? So yeah. you've chosen, you've gone to drama school, and my God, like, you know, you're about to embark on an experience that, what was your expectation? Like, 
you know, I remember there was moments in my life, I won't say career because it didn't, it wasn't a career at that point. It was just like things were happening, but it wasn't really moving anywhere. And in my head, big things are coming mm. and then I'm back at the office and nothing's changed. Yeah. What happened with you? Like, what was the next step? It was quite overwhelming to, 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 to go down to London, which was just mental. Still does overwhelm me. It's still, well, yeah, that's why I, I can't be there anymore. Um, I, I, I do like dipping I love in. It. Yeah, we love to dip in. Yeah, it's, it's so dipping, nice yeah. to get on the train and, yeah. and be out of it. So I remember I hadn't been on a, a tube that maybe once yeah. in, in my life. And I got on with my bags and I couldn't really work out the system. Yeah. <laughs> the colour system. I don't really know. I know, what is this? I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, right, there we are. We're on the blue line and I need to go over there. Wicked. Get on there. It's quite a tiring journey. Yeah. And it, it, it just sort of rocked me back and forth. The oh, tube. you fell asleep. And I fell asleep. Oh, Craig. <laughs> and I ended up at Heathrow. I mean, I was going the, I was going the completely wrong way anyway because I had to go to North London. <laughs> So that journey took me near enough as long as going from Preston down to Euston. Um, but eventually what I got start. there. That was a great start, wasn't it? Um, but you get given a big, big list of bump, you know, lots of reading lists to do. And there's only so many books you can you can read before it just becomes gobbledygook, especially when you've got no yeah. foundation. You don't really know about Stanislavski and you're reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was overwhelming because of everybody being quite good. Yeah, yeah. I remember on the first day, we all had to sing in front of each other. What? What did you sing? I can't remember. It's Christmas, Craig. Give us a song. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I will certainly not give you a song. We'll move on to singing, I'm sure, later. But you have to get up in front of a load of strangers. And sing a song like what? I mean, as icebreakers go, it's quite full on, especially when a large majority of these people were quite born to sing. They had a total. This gift. is the thing as well because there's an expectation that all actors are confident. The 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 majority of actors I know, and certainly friends, are, are not that confident in themselves. Yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think I think that illusion of actors that are super confident and, and gregarious, gregarious no, and no. show offy and all that kind of stuff is like, you know, there's so many scenarios where you just find yourself going, okay, I'm just going to have to like, uh, you know, immerse myself into whatever this is, commit to it, and just let it happen because mm. it's so terrifying. I guess that's how that must have felt. Yeah, and I suppose well. I suppose well, I'm here now. You've got to throw yourself out. But also, there was lots of rumours going around that you know they do cut people and they do ask oh, people right. to leave. And, it, and people did yeah. leave, um, some on their own accord, and some that they just thought, "I don't think it's yeah. time." And there was a lot of people that were older than me because you've got to remember, I was just about to turn eighteen. Right. So it, I think it's still, in some respects, I think after I graduated, I was twenty-one when I graduated. I felt that maybe at the age I graduated, that was probably the time I should have gone. I, I see, knew, yeah. Because I knew myself a little bit better and it still took me another 12 years to, to start to really understand myself. Um, but it's like, I can't regret it. I kind of think I should have done, but there's nothing I can do now because I'm That's 21 and I'm out there and yeah. I've been given all these tools over the three years and some you might not need, but some you pull out over the course of the years. Yeah. I have to tell younger um, 
actors that are trained now, it's like you're going to be given so much, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. And you might not think that you use it for every job and then a job will come along and you go, oh, I need oh, that. I, need that. And yeah. I think I've got it. I just need to dust it off. Yeah. Which you do. You do need to dust everything off all the time. But when I was when I was leaving, you you, you sort of you get sat down. I think it was before or after your showcase where all the agents come and and if you're lucky enough, then you you know you get an agent. And um, I remember that a lot of the tutors sat me down and they said, um, "Now look, the realistic thing is." You're probably not going to work until you're about forty. Oh God, great! Okay, bear in mind I'm twenty-one. We go, what? Oh, that's a long so because, time. Because, because you know, you you're, you're a character. You're a character actor. I'm going. What? Well, wait a minute. I'm How do they head. know? I d- well, what is that? They don't. That's do they? Mad. They don't. I, th- I don't think that sort of, you know, given that information, you're going out into the big wide world with. At that time, very little aftercare. Yeah. And now think, well, I know a lot of drama schools on graduation, they do have aftercare and yeah. they sort of, they certainly at RADA and a few others, they have a, an older graduate who looks after a new graduate. Oh, so, right. So they're it's just a bit of a, mentor, of a yeah, mentor yeah. system. So, yeah. you know, oh, I don't know what to do about this agent. You just give somebody a ring, pick up the phone again. It's yeah. a podcast, no one can say it. Um, I can, and I can. love it. Thanks, mate. Act everything out. I will. And then sing. But I think that's really important. <laughs> There's no singing. It is really important yeah. to have somebody there that you can talk to. Because I agree, yeah. it's fucking scary. Mm. And there's a lot going on. It's like, you know, you go into your first telly job and someone's talking about your mark. You don't really know what a mark, what's a mark. I don't know what a mark is. No. So it's nice to have somebody on the other end of a phone. Like I'm mentoring a lad from Bristol Old Vic in his third year at the moment, so I try and do it every few years. Yeah, nice. Uh, certainly towards the end of their second year, but definitely when things get a bit more serious Yeah. and it's a bit kill or, keep, kill or be killed within your group. So all your friends in, yeah. in year one... You'll have very different relationships with them in year three because you can see the finish line. Oh, and and then, then, then you're all going to be in the competition together. together. And you're all together. <laughs> and then when you start going to castings oh. and meetings, you're bumping into not only people who've graduated from your year, but every, every other yeah. drama school, every other university. And now everybody else, people who have been brought in from street casting, you yeah. know, Here's a question for cool. you that I got asked at this workshop talk that I did last week. Yeah. And so the question was, what do you think, what did we not teach you at workshop that you think would be useful now? Because obviously, you know, I went 20 years ago. So my first thing that came to my head was tax mm-hmm. and just the legal tax contracts, sort of that whole thing that mm-hmm. I just, you know, was brand new to all of us. And, you know, still now is very complicated, yeah. very complex, very heavy. Um, and I was just like, it's just the bare basics would be good at, the, at that point. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think they didn't teach you at drama school that would be really useful for people to know now? I think more about the basics of being on set. Yeah. Um, terminology. Yeah. What all, all those all all the unglamorous things. Yes. And the realistic things. You're going to be sitting around a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and also behavior, like simple mm. things. Um, make sure you know your lines. Yeah, really it's simple honestly, things, right? Not yeah. Turn, if if you are in the fortunate position that a car is picking you up at five forty in the morning, yeah, you're out of that door at five thirty seven because that driver's been up an hour before you, and he'll be going home two hours after you. So just be just to be a bit more thoughtful. I so you totally, start out in the totally right way. agree. It's like I think. If if ever, if anyone's ever not seen a call sheet, Google it. I'm sure there'll be like templates on mm. online. And it's like you arrive, you get picked up at this point, and there's like a there's a sort of table, isn't there? Yeah. This is what time you picked up. This is what time you arrive. This is what time you change. This is what time you make up. This is what time you eat. This is what time you travel to set. This is what time. I mean, it's like, and it has to work that. It has to work like clockwork. Otherwise, the whole day is completely uh, to cock then, yep. isn't it? And it's funny you say that because what springs to mind in my head is, you know, I'm start, I'm learning more and more and more as we go on. It never stops, you, you're, nev- it? you're never going to stop learning because yeah. you can't know everybody's job and you don't want to. These people are professionals in their field. But sometimes when they say, oh, let's go on 35 frames, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, I have no idea. I'm just going to do the same thing again and hope it goes well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, right, so they're going to slow it down. So they're going to make it into, like, slow-mo. So, therefore, it doesn't change your performance, but it does give you an idea as to what the director's visually doing. Mm. So you know that it's not going to be... It's going to be slightly slowed down, which means it's going to be atmospheric. I can't even say the words. I can't say anything today, Greg. I was (laughs) at Madonna last night. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get it till after two. Um, Yeah, it's more atmospheric. Mm. But I think the you picked up on a call sheet then, just showing a call sheet and going through it, or putting it on a, a big a big screen and going right. Let's let's talk about absolutely. Also, what's a third AD doing? What does yeah. this? Why is the second AD a really lonely job because they never get to see anybody? <laughs> yeah. and always, but they're also constantly, they're constantly putting out fires and. But also, um, not without sounding arrogant about knowing your worth on set, and also. Don't be afraid of asking questions. Yeah. Or if if you're lucky enough to have like a very big sort of beautiful character arc in, in an early job, but you don't really know what you're doing, it's all right to put your hand up and ask a question. You're not slowing anything down. No, no, no. And also if you feel, if you've got some, something emotional to do, right, and you've got to turn on the tears and you've got to build yourself up, Give yourself time. Tell them you need the time. Tell them you need yeah, the time. Yeah, we're not don't, robots. Don't be pushed into doing something because at the end of the day, it's your work on yeah. screen. And if you need to go and start with the close-up and then work your way out, do that. You know, just Suggest it. Th- it's, it's suggestions, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's push and pull all day. It's like, you know, there'll be a technical and you go, oh, but that was my best take. Mm. So you go, well, that's that's no one's fault. That's a technical. So it's a push and a pull. So it's like, yeah, I would like to go again just to make sure I can try and do that again. And, you know, there's going to be times when the actors take the time. There's going to be times when the camera department lighting, whoever's taking time. Yeah. And if you don't ask, you don't get but also, maybe they're just things that you learn along the way. Absolutely. You know? But I think it still would be helpful at an early stage to throw a lot of that at, at people and see what sticks and see what they remember. Because then when they are on set or you are on set as a younger actor, you go, what's that? Oh, I actually know what that is because someone's yeah. told me. And also, you film, you know, so many people film out of sync. You know, we're not in story order. 
Very, I mean, been... I can count on, I'm sure you can, one hand, I think it's happened twice. One hand, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, you're constantly getting amends that, you know, become the col- become like a rainbow. I mean, yeah. goldrod, I didn't even know it was a colour. Oh, until, yeah, I've just, like... had, I've just had goldenrod <laughs> <you>? recently. <laughs> and then it went back. When you get to goldenrod, you know that white. it's bad. <laughs> well, then it goes back to white, and that's really confusing. Double white, isn't it? Double white, but then it... <laughs> Brilliant light. You see, to any actor that's not privy to that, like if you get given a, a, an amendment that says it's pink pages, blue pages, goldenrod pages, it's like they go in this this you there's know colourful there, system. There's, but there's a specific order. There of is, and it's just useful for them to know just the simplicity of that that can seem complicated. Yeah. But also, you know, I will admit there's times when I'm on set and I'm like, right, so do I know that he's died yet? Because I'm so confused because we've shot episodes three, four and one in mm. one day that it's okay to ask, like, ask those questions that yeah. might seem like you don't know what you're doing, but your brain is full of lines, full of actions and full of props and full of continuity and all yeah. this other, th- other stuff. Ask somebody. Yeah. Look, your script editor is going to be your best yes, friend. absolutely. And also, while we're talking about that, about... Smoking on camera and eating on camera and things like that. Chili. Should we go there? We don't need to go back to chili. We, we, <laughs> we, we did eat a lot. We of will be. Um, but little things like that. You know, we had a very small window. I believe it's much better now. Because, you know, it's it's a theatrical training. It's training mm. for the theatre. But that's not where all the work is. And also things like this. Yeah. Podcasting, voiceovers, trying you know, give them more time. We only had like a week, I think, of of sort of telly stuff. It's not enough. No. It's not enough to pick a scene and then just put a camera on it. Yeah. It's just, it's not realistic. It didn't do me any, didn't do me any favours. Yeah. Really. I would like that, you know, I I believe it's much, much better now. Yeah. Than what it was. I think everything, I think, you know, the schedules are ambitious. That's the way it looks to me now. Like there's just, you know, such, uh, you know, an ambitious schedule with an ambitious script, trying to do it on certain budgets and all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, everybody just wants to make great, compelling telly, don't they? Yeah. And everyone's in the same frame of mind. And if you get a really good crew that's, you know, work, everyone works so hard, yeah. stupid hours, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, my thing is you've got to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you've stopped enjoying it, what's the point? Look, you know, take the work seriously. Don't take yourself too yeah. seriously, really. And ev- and it is the best jobs are a complete collaboration. There's no hierarchy. Yeah. There's no director shouting. Yeah. Don't don't no, don't, don't 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 shout at people. No That's not no cool. no no. It's There's not no cool. Producers. It's rude. It's really rude. Yeah. And like to have a very nice, calm set, but a fun set. Yeah. I mean, you'll know yourself. Some of the most serious dramas that we've done. Mm. Are, are the biggest laugh when the cameras stop rolling. Yeah. You know, because you need... You need to... Excuse me, you need that balance. Otherwise, you're just going to be really sad. So <laughs> what's the... So answer me this one, Craig. Riddle me this one. Okay. Nikki. And, you know, it'd be a tough one to answer, but I'm sure there'll be a job that will fly in your mind. Mm. What's your favourite gig? Because <sighs> you've Mate. literally had 7,225 jobs. It's so <laughs> difficult. It's so difficult, and I, I'm probably going to be a cliche, but obviously because I'm here with you. And Well, this one's I'm want... not putting words in your no, mouth. No, no, I know, but we were really lucky yeah. to do that job. 
but we were we were all extremely lucky to have found each other and have bonded. And it's like yeah. you know what it's like. You have these brilliant, you forge relationships very quickly because you have to. But it depends what level they are. They might yeah. just be for work. And that's okay because people come yeah, in and out of your life all the time. Yeah. Just what's happened. But because we became such a family, I think it informed the work. I think yeah. it really did. Well, did you see that? I'll just give us a little uh, big up here. Did you see that GQ thing the other day? I did. I did Me see that Me and Craig too. were in, a, yeah. in the finale of Line of Duty season three. three. And it was the fifth best episode in GQ over the 21st century or yeah, something crazy. Yeah, you know, when you're reading it, just go, what? what? I know. And, you know, we're talking about sort of trying to get into the industry and all that kind of stuff. You, uh, it, it never, um, you know, it's never lost on me, no. all that kind of stuff. No, never. I'm forever grateful. But I'm yeah. forever grateful. All the t- I'm really grateful all the time. I love going on set. Like, I really enjoy my job. Yeah. And I love people. I suppose that's why I enjoyed doing this podcast for so long, because some of the most remarkable episodes of this podcast have been ones where I haven't met them before. Yeah. We've literally just come in, hit record, and we go, right, we're going to find out about each other. Yeah. It's kind of scary. But I've always, I've always said, you know, when do we ever get the time to do that with people? Yeah. You just... It's hard enough with your mates, like in real we life. We haven't seen, I mean, we saw each other at my wedding. Yeah, but that was like, oh, I mean, crazy. blink and you miss each other. I mean, other. it was, yeah, I mean, I spent I just most remember... of the time with your mum. <laughs> no, I know, with my mum. <laughs> yeah, we Or all... I saw you with Johnny's mum singing Dr. Dre on the yeah. stage, which pleased me no end. Of course can I did. just say? <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would have liked that. <laughs> but apart from that, we barely see each other at the mm. minute because we're both, you know, flying around doing different things. Yeah. What's, I mean, obviously, like, Later on, I'll figure out what's next for you. But what's the dream job? Like, people ask me that, and I think it's a really hard question to answer because we're so bloody grateful for what we've got. Yeah. How does it get any better? What's, what's, well, do you know when you read like those interviews with some actors and they go, oh, I, you know, I need to do Hamlet or I need to oh, do yeah. King Lear? I don't really think like that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <You need laughs> Probably because I couldn't really do it as well as loads of people could. But, I'm really excited when a new script just comes into my inbox. Yeah. And I've never, I've got no um, connection with it at all. I don't know what's happening until I turn the page. Excuse me, I'm going to drink a water. Yeah. He's, he's okay, <coughs> everyone. It's all right. He's drinking the water. He's but fine. you know, everything started out with comedy. I was me. just about to say, is it comedy? Because yeah. you're so good at it. And you pick really good stuff. I never, I never do comedy. Yeah, but, you, but you, know, to me, you're no. like... To me, to me. <laughs> Thanks, <mate. laughs> maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I'm funny to you, brilliant. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But even when you're doing drama, you can put a comic, comedic like spin on it that just but, makes it really compelling to watch. But that's with good writing. Because I was thinking about this in the car, not that I was thinking about answers because we didn't know what we were going to no. talk about but I was actually I said thinking... to Craig when I got have you got me some questions written down he went nope I was like okay here we go I thought it's Vicky she's, she's a pro she's done loads of research um, but it, we, even with the best writing the darkest writing there's always there's always a an edge of comedy to it yeah there just is because yeah. life's pretty fucking funny life's really hard yeah and life can sometimes be really gloomy and very sad but you can find the humour in most things. Well, I always find when you, you know, like funerals are quite good examples. 
you know, you can get oh. really bad, like, nervous I mean, laughter. Well, it's a bit like when you were at school and you knew yeah. that you couldn't laugh and it was the funniest. Oh, and this is really bad because, do you know when you get the giggles on set? Oh, don't. And I know that I we... I love it. I know you love it, but I just feel really bad it's when I can't put it together. Favorite. But you just think, it, you've got, you're looking at that boom up over there and he's like, ah. Oh, dead face like straight face he's like i don't know what's funny no one else is finding it funny and that makes it even funnier i mean let's face it it happened a lot on line of duty oh my god it did if it was me you martin and ad in an interview or yep. in a room together ad's half asleep <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes himself up snoring. you're doing something funny martin's like running his lines <sighs> And I'm like doing a dance in the corner somewhere. I mean, it was just, it it wasn't what you think it was going to be. But you yeah. know when you're trapped in the glass box like for a day, yeah. someone's got to give and yeah. you're going to go a bit stir crazy. Yes, definitely. That's why it was so nice when we got a chance to run out of the station and run around Belfast with a gun. That was nice. We never get to do that because never really outside that much. Do you know what? That whole sequence... I mean, it took us three days to shoot that. Yeah. And I pretty much collapsed by the end. Mm. Um, you had to go and have a spa. I did have to go and I did have to <laughs> you have, have a spa. You have to go and have a yeah. spa. Well, no, the thing was the bath. Oh, the it bath. was the bath problem right. because I never had a bath in my no. apartment, and we always film in winter in Belfast, where we, you know, just like I just want my bones to be warm. <laughs> I just need a bath. So they put me in a hotel for a night so yeah, I could have did. a bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, it was such an epic, like yeah. thing to shoot, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, and also, can you remember this? Oh, did no, they lock what? off the roads or not? Yes. Did they? They did. What, over the bridge? No, like when we stormed out and like there's just loads of pedestrians everywhere. Um, they weren't all extras. No, I don't think they were. I don't think they did. I don't know. Because it was that first bit was just leaping across that out road. Out the building, yeah. And I'm running with a fucking gun in my hand. <coughs> a massive gun. A massive gun. And you've got a oh, massive gun. Oh, no, I gun. had the big gun. You had the handgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah no, because what was locked off was the Sunday when you were on the, the, ah, the truck. Ah, yes. Because yes. we were going down that, that main street. Off. That was definitely yeah. locked off. Because we only had a limited time, do you remember? Because it was Sunday and everything was opening at like midday. Yeah. So we started <laughs> super early and then had to bugger off before all the shops opened. Do you remember that my um, my running double, she had a running double, yeah. she had all her hair cut off yeah. and she sat in a chair for three days. Yeah. <laughs> we never used no. it. I felt so sorry for yeah. her. And also sorry for me that I had to run, run solid for three days. <laughs> I mean, look at you. You're as tall as, like, the, you know, I can't catch you. It's no, hard. Well, you, can't, you, you couldn't catch me. There was a lot of running. Anyway, anyway, listen, we on. can't just do Line of Duty. No, know, as much as it's what brought us together and gave us so much, um, you know, there's nothing more to say other than that it was a beautiful thing. Oh. Um, and continue and continues to be and will probably still be a beautiful thing. Yeah, for in, sure. In, you know. Yeah. For we're so lucky, aren't yeah, we? I know. So lucky. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what. That's it. Have yourself a little vape there. Yes, mate. You can edit that out if you want. That's it's right. your podcast, baby. <laughs> hey, I've got a full story of control. <laughs> yeah. It might not even go out. Oh my god, great! <laughs> no, I'm joking. This is really good. <laughs> oh, really. Do you um, know what? I'm really enjoying myself. This is oh, nice. Yeah. But I said to you before. I said. It's nice to do this, but also in a very selfish way, it's just nice that we can spend a bit of time together with yeah. nobody else around. No, I normally agree. Normally, there's, there's, we've got There'll be something. There's always a clan. Yeah. yeah. So it, this is your podcast. We've spoken about your start in the industry. We've mm. spoken about you know things that you think should be enhanced in the industry, all that kind of stuff. What was the one question that you asked to your guests that I should be asking you? Like. God, actually, that's a good question. Okay, good. Well, I don't know the answer just yet. We might have to come back to it because, okay. you know, what I like is looking into people's yeah. eyes and talking because I think it's really important. And so many people, especially, you know, when you're um, you know, when you're doing press for things and everybody's got all the notes yeah, they're just, and they're just asking yeah. the same question. They're not looking at you. They're just looking down at a piece of paper. So I don't really have questions as such. Yeah. So when, when I always plan an interview... I have a starting point. So it's a bit sort of right, like okay. it's a bit like improvisation, really. Yeah. So I have a starting point so we can both just relax. Yeah. And it might not be anything too personal or it might be something that I, I, over the years I got more confident to incorporate um, parts of my life. I was very, yeah. very strict at the start. Yeah. If anybody sort of turned it on me, I would go, no, 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 it's not about me. And it got a bit, I thought, well... The chat. That's my tummy. Is that your stomach? You see, that's something that happens a lot on set. What, getting hungry? Yeah, so hearing people's stomach while it's a silent scene and then all of a sudden you're like... That totally puts you off. You have to go back to the beginning. (laughs) That's another thing. Never be afraid to start again. Yeah, (laughs) Sorry, if someone's hungry. Otherwise they might use it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I've got a starting point. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, so I, I started to talk a little bit more about yourself me yeah but not in a way that i've heard other interviewers make everything was that was the one thing it really got on my nerves when you hear podcasts or sometimes you hear it on radio Mm. uh very rarely because of the time restraints of like a 12 minute interview on the radio um the host making it about them it's like i know and i'm trying to avoid that because obviously this chat is just me and you chatting i yeah. keep forgetting it's like and that does annoy me when you go they've not been able to answer their question because mm. you've just jumped in and asked you know something else and yeah. they've not finished what they were saying yeah. and things get so edited now this is what's great about your podcast you just get to talk for, you know, as long as you wish yeah, yeah. about what you want. Yeah, I mean, remember the one I did with Lenny, like, years ago? It was <gasps> three hours. We had to split it into two parts because it was there was so much to talk about. Yeah, that's great, though. But, um, yeah, and I've, I've over the years I kind of got... I kind of knew roughly when to call time on it because some of them got very, very long and we'd have to split them up. And people... People's attention span. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's they dampening. want they want sort of something between forty five minutes and an hour, and that's yeah. fine because they can maybe have it at the gym, or they can have it on the commute, or they have it in the bath, whatever, wherever yeah. you are. That's nice enough time. No one needs four hours of a podcast. Yeah, so no, I, mean, I agree. I agree. Um, here's here's something I'd like to know. Go on. Acting aside and all that kind of stuff, mm. what's like you know, world's pretty 
fucking scary now, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's so much going on. I feel like everything's teetering on the edge and we're all just sort of trying to figure out what is going on. How is well, How is like life for you at the minute? And how's like what's your pearls of wisdom? And God, I never have pearls of wisdom. You do. You crave. Come on. Constantly trying to just grab them, nick them from other people. Um, like, how are you? How like what are you up to? You know, not not with acting and no. work. Just like where are you at? Because what it, internally within myself. Yeah, or, within yourself and just within like today's society and the world and everything that's like, how are you getting by day to day? Well, sometimes it's a real struggle. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think to make time for the little things. So I always try to start the day off by going to the gym or since I've moved, yeah. jumping in the sea and going for a swim. <sighs> You're one of them. I've become one of them. Wow. I'm yeah. going to leave now, correct? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it really... So when I was I was filming in Brighton earlier this year, and as you know, sometimes call times are, are super early. Mm. So what I would do, I would get up, say I was being picked up at six in the morning, I would get up at like quarter past five, and then I would walk down to the sea. And it's when I started having a swim in the sea. And there's a majority of... Of ladies there. Yeah. Because they're all hard as nails. Yeah. And they're all anything <laughs> like 50 plus and they're there. Brilliant. Absolutely. But just in the bathing costume, yeah. pair of shoes, they're out on it. So they're really inspiring. And it was a bit of time, I'm not saying I was meditating in the sea, but it felt quite med- meditative. Yeah. So it was that sort of 15, 20 minutes in the sea. Back then it was much warmer than it is now. So you could spend a bit more time there. And I would just have that moment to myself and then I would drive myself down and my driver would pick me up um, and we'll go to work. But it was the best start to the day because it really gave me a clear head Mm. because if I had a tricky day at work or sometimes you don't know because it's constantly about putting out fires and everything's about problem solving on set because with the best will in the world, everything's been wrecked and the scripts are in a great state. Who knows what's going to happen on the yeah. day? It, it very rarely uh, runs smoothly, does yeah. it? No. So if I'm as clear-headed and as calm as possible, um, then whatever problems come my way, I'll be able to deal with I felt more equipped to deal with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not just with work, but with problems in, in life or um, upsetting things in the news, which, you yeah. know, I've, sometimes there's... I just have to. T- I love the radio so much, but sometimes you're a massive radio. Yeah, on love you, it. Yeah. But sometimes I have to turn it off. Yeah, especially if I'm with my son, because we know what our imaginations like. If uh, a twelve-year-old hears something so horrific mm. that is in in the news, sadly, much more than what we want. And he's asking me these questions. The images that are in my mind will be in his mind. And sometimes mm. we don't need that. You know, I'm not trying to wrap anybody in cotton wool, but like... Yeah, yeah. no, it is. It's it's a lot. I think it's just... it. It's one of those questions where you go, it's really interesting, I think, for your listeners to know what it is that, you know, keeps you happy and what you're doing because they've spent the last six years yeah. listening to you and figuring out, you know, and... I think it's just 
always useful to know what other people are doing and have their coping mechanisms. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know the what the cold water thing is like completely gone into a different realm, hasn't it? Yeah, this cold water thing. And I get it. Like, don't <clears throat> get me wrong. I've 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 had a go. Yeah. But I live in Nottingham, so there's not much I can do. There's a few reservoirs around. Yeah, well, it's not going to work, Craig. <laughs> but I never thought I, I would be. And I'm not pushing it down the breeze throat. I'm not no, a, I know, I know. But yeah. it's just something that, nice to have a bit of time on your own, isn't it? Sometimes. Here's a question. Um, have you got a telly yet? Yeah, I've got a telly. You've got a telly. So for years, Craig, the actor, never had a telly. No, I didn't have a telly. When did you get it? When did I get a telly? Um, after I separated from my wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you brought that up, not yeah, me. Yeah, I did bring that up. <laughs> Just to say, uh, I'm not going we, we down We don't that. need to go down that. But um, I, I, I originally got a telly back because my son was watching big blockbusters. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't want him experiencing Jurassic Park on an iPad. Yes. It's not no. kind of how it was made. Yeah. It's not what it's for. So I got I got a nice telly. Yeah. And do you watch it? Do you I, watch Terrestrial? Yeah, I do. I do, do you? I do. Well, you say Terrestrial. Well, it's not really how we consume telly anymore, is it? It's like well, live, I don't know. live I telly. Love, do you know there's nothing I love more than match of the day on in the background? Or just, like, especially if I'm in on my own... I kind of need background noise and I don't want Jurassic Park to be the background no, noise because don't. I don't want a dinosaur coming at me. No. I'd just rather Ian Wright's just, you know, talking to me about the scores. Yeah, but that's why I like the radio. Yes. Because there's just constant chatter and it's not necessarily about, about music or sometimes I'm not really engaging with it. I'm not... Yeah. It hasn't got my attention. It's just there, especially if you're in the house on your own. Yeah. Yes. It's... It, it's just comforting. It's isn't comforting. It? That's all it is. And I, I don't know why football. I mean, you know, football's just constantly been played in you know my house growing up, and obviously I live with Johnny, so yeah. it's just always there. It's so it there. is very comforting. And what you just said then, like terrestrial telly, it's not how we consume telly anymore. Which you're completely right. The streaming world has can just change the game. What's your views on that? Like the way well, in which we take I telly. Was, in I was talking to um, somebody about this a few weeks ago, actually, and you know. How and it's funny enough. I know it always comes back to this, doesn't it? But it, Jed's name was brought. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's one of the only. Um, what's his title? Um, OBE. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Doctor OBE Showrunner. Showrunner. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Who um, gets? to drop their episodes weekly. Yes. Right? Yes. Everything else is just slung at you, right, yeah. as a box set, and you just, you can gorge it if you want. Mm. And I think there's there's a time and a place for that, or maybe I'm just too old and I think, you know what, I quite like that the water cooler moment and the anticipation yeah. of the cliff edge of, oh, what's going to happen next week? This is great. But he's one of the only, only one at... One of the only showrunners that gets to do that, everybody else sort of just throws it all at you. Yeah. Um, so I, I prefer because they've done weekly. that with um, the morning show on Apple. What weekly? Yeah. Well, I was going to say that because Apple, I think, is. I'm, I'm sure there's more, but it's yeah. one of the only ones that were doing. It. They were doing that with Hijack. Oh uh, right, Maskell's okay, yeah. Show, and they're doing it now with Slow Horses. Oh right, which which is you know 
great, but also frustrating because Slow Horses is so brilliant. Yeah, that you just want it all. I just want it all. Yeah. Um, But then people feel like that about Line of Duty. (laughs) Yeah. They go, it's so good, I want it all. Yeah. And yet we go, no, weekly, come on. It's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Um, No, I, I, I like sort of tuning in weekly, but also I like, you know, if we have a show that we watch together, I like that. Yeah. And also, you don't get that with MasterChef. You get you get it weekly. Yes, and I love MasterChef. Should we love, talk about food? We can talk about food. I haven't finished watching MasterChef Professionals yet. I've no, I haven't. I kind of. I've got to wait. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to binge it. You see, it can be too much though. It can actually. You're you right. can't. Never go double Greg. No, it's too much. Double Greg. Double Greg. He's, have you know? <laughs> do you think he's got shoutier? Filthy. Double Greg. We'll get on to Greg's later, I'm sure. I think, I think, I think he needs to pipe down a bit. Greg. Does he? Either that, or maybe something's going on with his hearing because he's very shouty. He always, yeah, he's Nobody's, always been ve- oh, more so. I think he's got a bit too much now. Right, okay. I'm have to watch it. I think I watched like five episodes, and then I was filming, and I find it. Do you know what I find really hard to what? watch telly whilst I'm making telly? No, I can't do that. What is that? What's the theory behind that? Tell me, Craig, because I'm not sure. I just, it's so, it's, the, the, I mean, look, we're not saving lives or anything. No, but, my God. My God. Um, but they are long days. Yeah. And the last thing I want to do is sit down with my dinner in front of the telly. Yeah. If I've been Filming making all telly all day. It's yeah. too much. That's why the radio is the gift for me, because it's always there. Yeah. At any time of the night, if I can't sleep... I'm just on the phone all the bloody time. I get in and I ring Johnny and then I ring my sister, then I ring Joe. And before you know it, I'm in bed. And I go, I've just, wa- I mean, not wasted because I want to speak to them all. But you know, when you go, I've not, I've just well, been on some, the phone. Sometimes there isn't, there's just no time, is no. there? And also if you, the very, what shows are half an hour now? Nothing really. Nothing no, but interesting. It. I feel like they are trying. There's there's a real mixture of they're getting the fact, like you were saying before, people's attention spans. Some of them, you know, sometimes we don't want hours and hours of something. We want a quick blast because we're on a, you know, on the bus for fifteen minutes, yeah. or you know, you know, you've just got a small journey somewhere, or you've just got a bit of time where you just think, fuck, I just want to sit down for two minutes, watch something. And so there is bits out there, but it's the, the difference in which we consume and what's being made. It's kind of like all the rules are out the window now. Oh yeah, oh that, that there there is no rule book now, is there? No, it's been torn up. But I do when people go, oh, have you seen X, Y, and Z? And it's like, I don't know if I can commit to thirteen hours of that. Yeah. Whereas now, just going back to Slow Horses again, yeah, six episodes, that I can handle. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, I've never watched it. This is not in the acting world, but this, was it Married at First Sight or um, some dating show that was on Netflix? Right. I think they were like two hours long an episode. There's like 37 series or something mad. I mean, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. And there was, you know, some people going, oh, my God, you've got to watch it. I'm like, what? And catch up on how many hours of that? No. There's I'll no, never do it. There isn't enough time. And also, I don't think that's for me. So you've been in Doctor Who. I've been in Doctor Who. Major. Uh-huh. I've never watched Doctor Who. And I'm admitting it. Yeah. What well, are you going to admit? No, but it's fine. We've all yeah. there's all some there's there's something that all of us have got to admit that we've never seen. What of what is so epic that people go? What you've never watched? I mean, I've watched like 
bits of Doctor Who, but I've never watched a full series. What have you never watched? I'll give you a film and, oh. I'll, give you a, and I'll give you a TV show. Okay, great. What do you want first? Uh, give me the film first. I've never seen... Oh, my God. With Nail and I. Oh! <laughs> what? Uh, you? Yeah. I'm sorry, but even, like, that's fine. It's an mm. old film, mm. an epic film, mm-hmm. but I'm... Gobsmacked! You have never watched that. I know that Pe- feels like are, it was bu- made for you, and you should have been in it. Off. People are turning off in the droves. I've seen the first, maybe the first fifteen minutes. Why did you not stick with I, it? I did it twice. I went, no, I think. Well, I know it's because of the hype. Because at drama school, uh, it was like we have to watch it. It's amazing, and then like there was running commentary in the house, and it's like I can't watch this. Yeah. There's too much hype surrounding it. It's yeah. never going. I'm sure it. It's incredible. Do you Everybody think you'll ever says, watch it? I don't know, if I'm honest. Well, I don't know. Major. It's major. Isn't what it? a way to end the podcast. Mm. Fucking hell. So what TV show have you never seen? <laughs> Quite a lot, actually. What's the most epic, though? What's going to shock us the most? Probably the West Wing. Everybody goes on about the West Wing, oh, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never watched it. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's good. Me and you. Yeah, that's fine. That doesn't shock me because I've never seen it. But, yeah, no, it has. It's been, there's been a big fuss about that. Okay, that's, that's interesting, Craig. I like this, um, no? this reveal. <laughs> the mask is coming off. <laughs> so your podcast is coming to an end. Yeah. What have, you, what have you enjoyed about it? Like, was it what you expected? We remember talking at the start about like planning our career. Yeah. I kind of what came into this with not zero expectations, but quite low expectations. Because I wasn't, I didn't make the podcast for anybody, really. Mm. I just, I think I was out of work for a bit. I didn't read any scripts that I connected with at all. I was moving agents. There was a lot of disruption in my personal and my professional Mm. life. And I just thought, I need another skill. I need to start learning how to do this because I was listening to so many that I kind of sort of hate listening to, really, because I just went, no, that's not... Don't speak to people like that. Listen to people more. It was all about... I suppose it was re-engaging with myself to learn how to be a better listener. Yeah. So going back... To drama school, really, because it's all ninety percent of it is all about yeah. listening. So if I can be a better listener, and also I can do something quite scary, which is reveal me it's personal for well, sure. Well, it's personal because you have to give. You have to be yourself. You, you can't have, put an act. You have on. to be yourself because you hear so many people that put on an act, and it's. I used to get really scared doing press because it. You were you. And you had to sell a show. Had to and talk it's edited. About, and it's edited. So that was in print, but also on live telly and stuff like that. It's, mm. it's nerve-wracking. And yeah. the majority of actors don't like being themselves. That's why yeah. we just hide behind certain characters. <laughs> so I thought, well, if I can do that, and I can start to listen a bit more. And maybe if like one person listens or they like it and... You know, and then in the first year we Cook won a two. big award and <laughs> yeah, six years later. Well, I think it's amazing and I think, you know, I think it's great that your listeners get this moment to hear from you. What I wish we'd have done in well, hindsight 
is put out that we were doing this and I could have got some questions from your listeners that they'll be going, why didn't she ask him that? Because let me tell you guys, I am winging this. <laughs> so if I have not listened enough, I apologise. No, I think you've been brilliant. <laughs> and do you know what? Even though it's you and we're such old and good friends, I'm still a little bit nervous because I've never really yeah, me been too. on this. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell, what am I doing? Think of another question, a really yeah. good one. But it, it doesn't seem like does it? Because we're just flowing and we're yeah, just asking. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just a be. conversation. It's much, much nicer. Than yeah. having a list of 20 questions. Yeah, no, we don't have any lists. We've no. got a coffee and a water. Mm. And there was a question that we said we'd come back to at the end, and I can't remember what it was. Was it um was it about like a part or something like that? I can't remember now. This God, is not good. The thing is, it's fine. So, we can edit this bit out. There's only so many things that we have time to talk about. Yeah. I know. Is it I mean what what I, it's a bit of a jumpy question, really, but what do you want to end with? What's what's your message? What, like... I don't think... Do you mean on this podcast yeah. or on life? Like, no, no, you're not dying for a long time. This is No, for the podcast, because we've all got passion for this. And for, for those that are, you know, into what we do, you've got a certain amount of passion for it and you've got your way of doing it. You've got your way of, you know, sharing advice. But even, even quote unquote, your way or our way, yeah. or the personal way, it's forever changing. Yeah. The goalposts are forever changing. But that's advice in itself. Just making sure people know, because that's what's been so good about this podcast. It's informative. It's from, you know, people from all different levels of the industry with different experiences. So mm. if any actor picks up this podcast and listens to it from start to finish, they're going to get such a wealth of experience. I hope so. And it's all there. You know, it's it's there now. It's yeah. not going anywhere. It's no. all archived. And the range of people that... I've been fortunate enough to meet on on every other podcast. No. You know what I mean? That was that was a remit. It's like I don't want everybody that's doing the rounds because, you know, we go back to press junket again. It's like, well, we'll just ask giving you the same answer because we've just been asked the same question twenty times in one day. Yeah. It's not I didn't want it to be like that. I needed it to be something more. And it's hopefully it's hopefully it's nice and honest. Who was you most what well, out of all your guests? And this is I don't think is you know, picking anyone out particularly, but you must have been really inspired by one of them that sort of, you know, must have been a few that popped out as really... Do you know what? I can honestly say most of them. I get something remarkable out of most of them because if I'm inviting somebody on, and even back in the early days before people really knew about this podcast and it didn't have like a reputation. Yeah. Um, someone's invited on, they're choosing to come on. So it's not like they're going to have a wall or they're going to be blocky in any mm. question. It's not like you're doing improvisation with somebody and they're just going, no, nope, <laughs> no. It's like people want to have a chat. Yeah. So it's my job if there's a little bit edgy, and most people are a little bit edgy, even ones that you would never think they yeah. are a bit, oh, am I sounding all right? Am I talking too much? It's like, it's all right. It's yeah. okay. So it's my job just to relax them in a very natural, non-patronising way, just yeah. sort of the best I can. And I think I've learned that over the years. Um, to begin the conversation. Yeah. And the more left and right turns we make, that's why I don't have all loads of questions. Yeah. 
I think that's wise. Then we get to find out a bit more about the person in front of you. Yeah. And it's really valuable. What is coming out that we haven't seen and what are you doing now? There's a there's a uh, a show coming out on Disney Plus. Oh my god, stop. Whoa. With the lovely Louisa Harland from <gasps> Derry Girls, um that Sally Wainwright Oh has my god. All right, Craig. Which is a period what? drama. I know. I oh my know. god, when's yeah. this out? I think that's out in April. Oh that's so great. Quite a while away. And then a comedy, finally. <gasps> Here we go. So it's um it's called Alma's Not Normal, which is on. Are you playing Alma? No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you who I'm playing. I don't think it's been press released yet. I'll probably right. get in trouble. Okay, well, but, you can um, put it out. It's all right, I don't matter. I'm sure nothing's yeah. going to happen. Um, it's weird, isn't it? The industry is a bit like MI5. Well, it is a bit, isn't it? Isn't it? You kind of like go. And, and I get it because I would never want to say, you know, there's something I've got that I can't say is coming out, but you kind of go, well, does it matter? But yeah, it, it, kind, it of kind of does. Well, yeah. I think it's a bit like when you have to sign an NDA before you get sent the script. Yes. It's like I'm not going to go and give it to the, to a paper. It's no. just it's just for me. I'm just want <laughs> to read it to see if I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah, great. So you've got the Disney Plus show coming yeah. out, and you're doing a comedy next year. I know I've done a comedy. You've I've done just it. finished. I've just finished now before Christmas. Ah, oh. um, and. There's this. I hate doing this. this is the part I really don't Come on. like. And is, a, I'm interviewing you now. You don't get and, a choice. And there's a show coming out <laughs> on ITVX. Um, I think it's just started. Uh, it started um, a few days ago, late December. Um, called The Winter King. Oh right, nice. Uh, which is all based on these novels by Bernard Cornwall. But uh, my character, I come in on. On the, in the very last episode. I'll just watch the last episode. Yeah, just watch the last episode. <laughs> Come in to shake things up. So hopefully, <clears throat> touch wood, um, yeah. I might be getting back into a Viking costume next year. That could be fun. You're so busy. You're one of, you are actually one of the busiest actors I know. No. I do. do I know? genuinely believe that, yeah. Are you non-stop this year? Well, no, I don't know if it's because I hear you on the B&Q adverts that you're just always in my psyche, like... He's doing that. Got, got, and then I look on Got to sell those bathrooms, got to sell those kitchens. Absolutely. Yeah, and then there's, you know, all the work that you're doing, and then there's the podcast. It just feels like you really know how to live and fill your time. Well, I'm pretty good with going, right, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going yeah. to stop. I'm going to not do anything. I'm just going to do some cooking or I'm going to go to the gym or do whatever, hang out, go and see movies, read some books. And then after a week... I'm like... Itching. Yeah. Better, better uh, hopefully get another script in soon because yeah. I need to get back work. I'm not good. Here's a quick one before we wrap it up. Yeah. Because I'm not even sure what time it is. Oh, yeah, we've done over an hour. Oh, wow. right, okay. <laughs> Do you write? No. I mean, here's the thing. It's something that I want to move into. I've got ideas. I knew you would. I've got ideas for a television show that I think in my free time of not podcasting next year, that's something I'm going to put some energy into. Because it's like, you know, we've spoken about in the past, there's a time in your career, and it may may have been in in your 20s, but for us it's like when we're, you know, I'm I'm a bit older than you and I'm about 47 now, and it's like now's the time. Mm. I think now's the time to... To have that bit of control, yeah, and just to be on the other side and 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 get get creating a bit more, 
Yeah, I just had this feeling that you'd be tintering away. You see, the thing is, listeners, <laughs> I thought, why is he stopping this podcast? It's great. Everyone loves it. He gets great guests on. And now we know why. He's going to go and write something for Disney+. Plus. It's going to be out on that. <laughs> but, you know, that could quite possibly be the case. Um, Craig. Yes. I hope the listeners feel they've got to know you a bit more and a bit about how it all began for you in the acting world and just what a fucking great guy you are and all the brilliant sort of stories that you've given to them over the years and we've been able to share your stories. I'm sorry if I've done a really shit job. Yeah, I'm not a, a brilliant podcast job. really made me cry. Don't do that. Um, but <sighs> I just think, you know, on behalf of everyone that's listened and all the actors that have needed that kind of guidance and just reassurance and a bit of a keep going... Um, this podcast has been such a guiding light for that. And I think, you know, we'd all just like to thank you for putting it all together and taking the time because you've done it off your own back. You know, it's been it, it's been hard graft, like not hard graft. We say this, uh, you know, fucking hell, we're having a great time. But, yeah. you know, you've put the work in and it's really paid off, for, not just for you, but for everybody. Um, so I hope I've done your last one justice and I'm going to hand over to you now to wrap it up. Well, I think you've done brilliantly and it's been, as I said before, selfishly, just nice that we can spend an hour together. But it, yeah. was, uh, it was less painful than what I thought it would be talking about myself because it's the last <laughs> thing I really want to do. But I thought, yeah, as I said at the start, you know, it's good to bookend the, the, the six years uh, with this. Um, but thank you so much for being brilliant and I love you lots. I love you lots. Um, 29. 29. So, um, that's it. That's it. This has been, uh, this has been the Two Shot Podcast. Uh, I've been Craig Parkinson and... I've been Vicky McClure. And that's it. It's over. Thanks so, so much for listening. I'm sure there'll be another intro after, uh, an outro after this. Uh, rather, well, we'll say a proper goodbye. But until then, Vicky, thank you so much. Well done, Craig. Thanks, mate. Love you. And the last ever episode is done. Did you enjoy it? Was it okay? Look at me being all needed. Do you think it was um, the perfect send-off? I think so. It seemed right. Um, so I just want to thank Vicky for giving up her time just before Christmas to do that. And, um, and here we are. I'm sat outside the podcast London Spiritual Home at Maison Berteau in Soho. The amazing, well, it's a tea and cake shop next to the brilliant Coach and Horses pub. If you are in London, go in buy a croissant, buy a cake, buy a cup of tea because in a way you'll still be supporting us because Tanya, who is my friend who runs this amazing historic Soho establishment when we um, were looking for uh, a place in London to record she, she let us go downstairs where it was quiet you remember you used to hear all the the cups and saucers chinking and the people talking as you can now there's barrels of beer being put down into the cellar next to me. People talking to the right, and I'm just going to slowly walk away from them because it may be a little bit distracting to the other side of the road to look at where we used to record. Um, 
So that's that. I'm not going to wang on too much. Um, but look, before I go, we have been furnished with a load of lovely messages from some people who I think you're going to recognise. Griff, play the messages. Oh, Craig Parkinson. So, you're hanging up your microphone after six years of brilliance. You're a legend, man. Um, enjoy your retirement from podcasting. And uh, keep being you. Love you, man. Bye. Bye, bloody time, if you ask me. Christ, you rinsed, that, rinsed the arse out of that, didn't you? Listen, two shots. Two-shot podcast. Two shots and we hit the road. I knew you were bent from the second I saw you. Oh, well. Got to hang your boots up sometimes, Craig. You know where I am. See you down the road, kid. (laughs) Warm, satisfying, full of excellent content. That was my lunch. I'd also describe the many hours of audio pleasure you've given us, Craig Parkinson and producer Griff, in the same way. For the two-shot podcast, which we're going to miss, love and luck for what you have coming up next. And uh, thank you again for me, Claire Rushbrook, and all of your fans and followers. Lots of love. Bye. 29. Oh, listen, it'll always be an honour to have been your first podcaster on the two-shot pod. You've done an amazing job with it, mate. We love you loads. Enjoy your retirement. Bye. Craig, I can't believe you're finishing Two Shot Pod after six years. Um, I absolutely love it. I loved it from the first step. It's given such guidance and comfort and interest to me. Uh, I'm honoured that you had me on um, three times, which is pretty extraordinary. Um, And not only do I love the podcast, but doing the podcast with you, even though we'd worked together, I think really made us the friends we are now so i love you too mate and thank you you've done a brilliant brilliant service it's been a wonderful podcast and you leave a great legacy the two short pod what can you say uh after i get enough <laughs> the two short pod what can you say um after getting after fuck sorry craig the two short pod what can you say after getting over my initial devastation at not being the first guest, um, I was absolutely delighted to be a returning guest. Uh, you know how much I love you, big man. Um, but when you first told me you were going for it, it was always a worry. You know, I'm in that game now, but it wasn't It wasn't a lot of actors who were doing it at that time. And I listened to that first one with Vic and I thought, this is brilliant. And um, yeah, just some really gorgeous, gorgeous interviews and really revealing things like Neil Morrissey, somebody I considered a, a close friend, but I had no no idea really about how tough Neil's upbringing was. Um, so all these kind of things you got out of people, all these little nuggets. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to miss it. It genuinely was one of my favourite podcasts, um, which you can see with all the awards and accolades you guys got. Um, just congratulations. Uh, it'll be sorely missed and never know, maybe we'll get a chat in the future again. Lots of love. How lovely was that? That's very sweet, very kind of them um, to do that. Oh, wait there, that's my tea. Oh, that's just my tea there. Can I just pop it in? Yeah, just pop it there, brilliant. Thanks. We'll do, thank you. Um, because there was a queue forming outside with a lot of chatter, I walked across the road to carry on talking to you. 
Um, he didn't know where I was to give me my green tea. Um, where was I? Yeah, yeah. thank you for everybody that sent all those messages. And thank you to everyone that's supported us um, over the years. Uh, everyone for downloading, sending emails, buying merch, the limited merch. They'll be sought after in a few years, I'm sure. Keep hold of them. Um, everyone that sent us messages on social media... Um, big shout out to Stan Chow for the redesign of the artwork. Um, One Stop Badges, who remember when we used to do the, the pin badges early on? I said, if you've got one of those, collector's item. I don't even have one of those. Um, I should. Uh, maybe Griff's got some knocking around somewhere. Um, yeah, and just thank you to you all uh, week in week out supporting us listening and the outpouring of love on social media uh, now that we're ending what the podcast has meant to everybody um is astounding and it really it really means the world i'm not choking up i've literally got a frog in my throat don't think <clears throat> that i'm um, i'm getting emotional i certainly am not trust me um so look I'm going to leave the last word to somebody else. Somebody who's been there from the very start. We went to a Manchester pub to meet, to talk about this podcast, to talk about the name of the podcast and what we would do. And from there, we formed a brilliant, brilliant relationship. He's the best producer I know. One of the loveliest guys. Um, So for one last time, thank you. And I've been Craig Parkinson. And I've been producer Griff. Thanks a million for listening over the years. It really does mean a lot. This has been the Two Shot Podcast. You take care.